Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. JC and I are in the great state of Washington. And in doing so, we are busy, very, we are very, very busy from sun up to sundown the past midnight every night. And so doing a show, recording a new show for us today has been very difficult. So what I'm going to do is give you a brief introduction of what we're doing, where we are, and a little update on something that I wanted you guys to know about immediately. And then I'm going to show you an interview that was done at the event yesterday where we are. It's called The Stand Washington. And then I hope you enjoy the short interview. That will be our show for today. We are actually, like I said, in the great state of Washington. We are participating in an event called The Stand Washington, September 13th through 20th. Now we are, today is our last day in Washington. Tomorrow morning, very, very early, we are flying from Washington to Kansas where we will begin our training there in Kansas, Aletha, and then in Rayville, Missouri. Remember, go to chrisannhall.com and click on the calendar, and you'll be able to see uh, where we are and when we'll be there so you can share it with your friends and family members, and you can also uh, attend, I hope, right? I wanted to share something with you. This is just a scene from our... Uh, event if you want to watch the event from yesterday or from today then you go to debbie rich ministries at youtube.com so go to youtube look for debbie rich ministries here's the logo right here here's what you will see it's she is also at uh debbie rich ministries down here at the bottom debbie rich ministries.com and the presentation that I gave yesterday is on the YouTube channel. JC preached the fire down last night, and he that is also on their YouTube channel. I'm not able to provide you with those videos at this time, but I wanted to share them with you in uh, nonetheless. So go to Debbie Rich Ministries at YouTube.com and watch the videos of me teaching last night. I will put them in the YouTube um, information at the bottom. I'll put a link to Debbie Rich Ministries there. And then you can go and watch them because they really are worth the time. Really great. I felt like yesterday morning was a great inspiration for people to not only stay in the fight, but to join the fight for Liberty First. And then JC gave a message on uh, David and Goliath last night that was just off the chart. And I don't believe you even have to be a Christian to get that message. I mean, everybody knows the story of David and Goliath, and the, and the message was just so inspirational. So that's, again, DebbieRichMinistries.com. I wanted to also share with you some disturbing news. So many of you follow uh, a friend of ours, quite frankly, on YouTube. You're looking at his screen right now. Uh, Frank brings me on to do interviews uh, very often, some at least once a month, sometimes more than once a month. And I come in and I talk about the constitutional issues that that we talk about, uh, that, you know, 
we talk about here, but it's always fun on Frank because he brings in a new perspective and, and asks really great questions. Well, the last interview that I did with Frank was on the 14th Amendment. It had to do with uh, qualifications for president, what it, what it means to be uh, a citizen, the benefits of citizenship, along with uh, several other constitutional issues. Well, I want to give you some, some, some news. I don't even know how to put an adjective to it and still stay family oriented, but YouTube has suspended Frank from live streaming on YouTube until a very convenient time, by the way, until December, right? December, because of the interview that he did with me. Now, YouTube calls this community violation an impersonation. That's what they call it, an impersonation. We have no idea what that means. We have no idea what the qualifications, how you even avoid impersonating, okay? But the bottom line is, according to YouTube, interviewing a constitutional attorney on the principles, application, and proper understanding of the Constitution is a community violation. So if you're wondering why Frank is not live streaming, that's why. It's um, all my fault. <laughs> so I'm sorry about that, Frank. Uh, I, I guess it's really not my fault. I, I can't help but teach the truth. And now, according to YouTube, truth is impersonation. You realize what impersonation means, right? To impersonate something is to is to be a false replica of that thing, right? It is a counterfeit. To impersonate is to counterfeit. And so according to YouTube, to teach the truth about the Constitution is a counterfeit. Because yes, we live in a day where truth is lies. Lies are not impersonating. They're not a counterfeit. Lies are truth. And we can't have you knowing truth before December. So that's how that goes. Well, I hope you guys enjoy the interview uh, with JC and I at The Stand Washington in the great state of Washington. We are standing with the church against the government mandates to shut down. We are totally and completely non-compliant. Why? Because the government doesn't give the church its license. The government doesn't issue the call to preach and the government doesn't have the authority to deny inalienable inherent rights to freedom of speech, freedom of press, the right to peaceably assemble, and the right to freedom of religion. So thank you for joining me today. Please let me know in the chat room how you enjoyed the interview. Uh, be with us the rest of this week. Remember to subscribe. Remember to ring that bell so you get the notifications when we go live. Don't forget to send your love to our friends at Quite Frankly and make sure that you go to The Stand, Washington, whether you go to Debbie Rich Ministries live on YouTube and Facebook, or if you attend the event itself.
God bless you guys. Enjoy this video. Hello, everyone. We have a special, awesome surprise for you this morning. I have some wonderful friends. We're just getting to know each other a little bit more all the time. But we have Chris Ann Hall, her husband, J.C. Hall, on this side. And, uh, um, or J, yes. And, uh, and Chris Ann is a constitutional lawyer. And you are a missionary evangelist. And they have done a lot all over the world, but especially in this nation, fighting for our constitutional rights, training people about the Constitution, about our, our principles that this nation was founded upon, bringing people back to their roots, telling them the truth, dismantling the misinformation and miseducation that has gone forth. And um, we are so privileged to have them. They also run Pastor Rodney Howard Brown's School of Government, and I'm going to let them tell you more. More about what they do. You don't want to miss today. You don't want to miss tonight. You don't want to miss tomorrow. It is going to be off the charts awesome, letting you know many of the things that we are taking a stand for. It's time to wake up, folks. So we're calling all patriots. We're calling all Christians. We're calling the blood-bought church of the Lord Jesus Christ to come out and make a stand. And so I'm just going to, I'm just going to start with you, Chris Ann, and say, what is the main thrust of your ministry and why? The main thrust of the ministry is, uh, can be summed up in a quote by Samuel Adams. He says, no people will tamely surrender their liberties nor be easily subdued when knowledge is diffused and virtue is preserved. He says, on the contrary, when the people become universally ignorant and debauched in their manners, they will sink underneath their own weight without the aid of foreign invaders. Wow. We are watching the sinking of, of virtue, the sinking of wisdom in America, yes. and it's dragging us into a future that was never intended by our founders, that a future contrary to the intentions of the foundations of America, contrary to the principles upon which we are built, contrary to the gifts that God has given us, and turning our backs on these gifts from God, turning our backs on the foundation of America, seeking false idols, seeking false refuge, looking at government to be our protector, our provider, mm -hmm. and our comfort, mm -hmm. instead of leaning on the Lord and understanding that he is the author and finisher of our liberty. Oh, that is so true and so good. And if we don't get a hold of that now, uh, we'll end up having church out in uh, the forest like communist China or in caves. And we still have a flag teetering though she is, wounded though she is. We still have a flag and a constitution to stand upon. And we must stand for all the other people throughout the world that don't have that. And so it's time to wake up. That is so good. And JC, um, I listened to your message on the 4th of July at Pastor Rodney's stand, and I was so blessed. It's the first time I've really gotten to hear you speak, and uh, you guys work so well together as a team. You just flow so well, but you've, you've gone throughout the world as a missionary and an evangelist, and what would you say to the, uh, to the condition of the nation and why, why you spend all this time doing what you do? Yeah, you know, it's where the Bible says, the, my people perish for lack of knowledge. And just as Christian said, this is the reason we started Liberty First University online. 
Uh, this is the reason we teach at the River School of Government under Pastor Rodney Howard Brown, um, because the people, our, our people, our nation has been severed from its history. I, th I think of, we were teaching on, you know, standing against tyranny, standing against lawlessness, and I was looking at Exodus chapter 1 where you see the Hebrew midwives stand up and say, no, we're not going to do that. But that's, that's preceded, that whole situation is preceded by this phrase in Exodus chapter 1 where it says, a king arose who knew not Joseph. Oh, yeah. There was a whole history right. surrounding Joseph where that, you know, God led him and positioned him in a place uh, where that Joseph displayed the glory of God through the anointing that God gave him, through the gifts that God gave him. And, and it was recognized even mm -hmm. by these heathen people. Mm -hmm. And he, God positioned him there and through that saved two nations mm -hmm. from perishing. And therefore, at that time, God's people had favor from right. the king. They had favor in that nation, but then there arose a king who knew not Joseph. In other words, here was leadership severed right. from that history. Right. We are in that state now, right. not just the leadership, right. but, you know, and that was a monarchy. Right. We're not a monarchy. Here it's flipped. Right. So the leaders of this nation are the people. Right. And the people have been severed from their history, and because of what we don't know, we're allowed to be led around by propaganda and mm -hmm. deception and, and, and delusion. And so I, I think that's where we're at. So we need, we need that revival. We need the great awakening, a spiritual revival. Amen. As Chris Ann said Amen. in the Sam Adams quote, turn back to that, that virtue, right, which is right. Th this godly morality in our nation and a revival of, of knowledge, of wisdom and understanding to reconnect uh, with the principles that built this nation. That's so true. I heard you speaking about we are Americans. We are unified by common principles and by freedom and by liberty. And they're, uh, what the, the left is trying to do right now is to divide us yes. where we weren't even divided. Yes. And if you can divide a people, uh, they have lost their common goals. They have lost their roots. They have lost where they're headed to. And uh, so we have to come back to a spiritual awakening of unity. And, you know, I so admire what you guys are doing. Uh, so much of the church has been brainwashed to think that the church is not supposed to have anything to do with politics. And I'm sure you'll be addressing that to some extent. And then we have had during this pandemic and this mess, we have had untold amounts of churches saying Romans 13 that's all we hear Romans 13 and I like what you just said a pharaoh rose up who did not know God and I would like you to address where where the Bible and the we have directives that aren't even laws that people are bowing to let alone if they were laws what do you do with Romans 13 when somebody doesn't know God here's now that if I can just explain to you the way we do, uh, way I do at the River School of Government. There is a proper flow of power. Mm -hmm. There is a proper flow that creates government. God created us to be social creatures. Mm -hmm. He did not create us to be hermits. And in that nature of being social creatures, we create societies. So way I t way, way we need to understand this is that God created man. 
in that creation, God gave us dominion over the earth and he bestowed upon us certain inherent rights. Mm -hmm. In those rights stem from a duty of self-preservation. We have a duty to preserve our lives. Why? Because there's a singular purpose for our life to glorify God. Yes. So in that relationship between God and man, God has given us a duty and an authority to defend our own lives, our own liberties and our own properties so we can live to the glory of God. Amen. As social creatures, God creates man, man creates society. But as James Madison said, if men were angels, we wouldn't need government, right? <laughs> right. Thomas Paine explains in his, his book, Common Sense, that because of the fall of Adam, we must have laws. He says that in all situations, that government is a necessary mm-hmm. evil. And so what we do in society is we create laws to come together as a people to punish people who do not respect life, liberty, and property. Right. And in that, we must understand that government has a specific purpose, as identified in our Declaration of Independence, to secure the rights of the people. And that's what we created here in America. We created a constitutional republic where the government is very limited, specifically enumerated in its power with a singular purpose. Yet because we have been taught the wrong things for a really long time, we've turned our backs on the creator. We've turned our backs on our provider. Like the Israelites, when they said, you know, in in all things considered, we'd we'd like to have a man for a king. Mm -hmm. You know, God is great, but give us a man for Uh, a king, you know. And so America has turned to that kind of idolatry. And as, as a result, Pastor Debbie, we have governors that look more like monarchs than servants mm-hmm. of the people. Mm-hmm. And not only are governors issuing, law, issuing rules that are completely unconstitutional, because of their unconstitutional nature, they are contrary to the inherent rights of the people. And even God himself said that there are some laws that are no law at all. Mm-hmm. When they violate what God has inherently possessed, Put in our possession, our dominion, God says over and over again in his word, we will obey God rather than men. Amen. That is so good. That's just the bottom line. Yeah. And, you know, and it's interesting, the Romans 13 teaching, because actually Romans 13 is not incredibly complicated. I mean, right. You can kind of sum right. it up. Romans 13 teaches very simply, don't be lawless. Right. right. That's the message right. of Romans 13. Don't be lawless. Yeah. And it, obviously in our nation, we have the supreme law of the land. Right. There's a written standard that, that defines the limits of government. You step out of that, then you've entered into lawlessness. Mm-hmm. Now, the interesting part about how Romans 13 is taught in so many places and sort of pick little pieces of it and, you know, turn it into something it's not saying. But in Romans 13, you have this definition of man's relationship to government but in that very same text you have the definition of government itself so Romans 13 defines the role of government where it says a minister for good to punish evil not the other way around so what what do you do when government steps outside of that ordained definition that God gives you're no longer a minister of good 
to punish evil, but you're promoting evil, right. punishing good. Right. So if Romans 13 teaches, as I think clearly it does, we're not supposed to be lawless, by defining the, the boundaries of government, he's saying government also will not be lawless. So, so none of us are able to be lawless. So when the government goes this way into lawlessness, I can't follow that right. because then I become lawless. Right. So as Chris Ann says so often, when we stand in peaceful noncompliance, exercising our rights, we're not the ones being lawless. Right. We are declaring the rule of law. We are standing against lawlessness when the government is being lawless. You can find all that in Romans 13. That's right. really what Romans 13 right. teaches in a nutshell. So um, the distortion that, that is promulgated from pulpits all over America, I, I, I can't understand what they're reading. What are you seeing? Because right. it, it seems very straightforward, very clear. Do you know what's interesting, Pastor Debbie? The teaching of Romans 13 that we must have a slavish submission to government is actually a remnant of the corruption of the gospel, a corruption of the church when the church throughout history had an unholy marriage mm-hmm. with government. Mm-hmm. And then you had pastors who were pleasing government mm-hmm. and not God teaching what we call divine right. right, that the king is the ultimate authority and that to disobey the king is to disobey God himself, even if the king is contrary to the word. So what we don't realize, what we inadvertently do when we submit to government's lawlessness and we have pastors who sub- who teach that we are required to submit to this lawlessness, we are actually having pastors who are thrusting us back into, into submission, back into bondage of kings when we have been time and time again, most recently our founders escaped us from that bondage, right. pulled us from that right. bondage. Thank God. And not only does it point back to that corruption, it also foreshadows and points forward to the Antichrist system, this is an Antichrist system where uh, the where government and and man is placed under lawless man, a law, the man of lawlessness ruling over the people rather than God. So it's a displacement of God. God has delegated authority to government. People delegate authority or delegate authority to the people. People delegate authority to government. So it totally flips uh, the way God has designed this to work. So very true. And they will be they will be expounding on I'm sure much of this. And if you have been encouraged just to hear this and clarity is coming to you, you need to get out here. It's time we take a stand, first of all, for God, for his word, for righteousness, for holiness, then for the Constitution, for this great nation, still the greatest on the face of the earth. And we must stand up while it's still day. We must work while it's still day. And I'm going to have one real quick point before we get started here in the field. So it's not too late to run down here. And we'll have worship for a while. But uh, um, I'm just going to add this very quickly. When you were teaching this, I realized it's a very similar, uh, uh, I I would say to when people talk about, well, wives submit to your husbands. It doesn't matter if he's beating you. It doesn't matter if he's cheating on you. It doesn't matter if he's broken covenant. It doesn't matter if your life is at stake. 
the Bible says, wives submit to your husband. And we believe in biblical submission. But just like you said with the government, when he leaves covenant, when he leaves the Lord, when, and it's a very similar thing, and yet pastors don't see the similarity that they are underneath God's authority. And when they walk out of that, we must obey God and not man. We're going to bring one more person up here really quick before we get started on the field here. And this is Pastor Mary Cuffton that we're going to bring up here as they scramble to uh, get another microphone. And this is one of my dearest friends and uh, a ministry that the, our ministry has been involved with for many years. Actually, was the first pastor to invite me to his church outside of the state of Alaska. And how blessed I've been over the years. <laughs> thank you, Pastor Merrick. No, thank you for coming. So just very quickly here, and, and you're okay here too, JC. This is just very informal. Well, we're going to be starting in a minute, in a moment, but Pastor Merrick, thank you for joining us. It was such a wonderful surprise last night. And uh, since we're also celebrating 30 years of ministry, this was perfect. Thank you. Well, I just, uh, I just respect what you're doing here. You're pushing back the darkness. That's what you're doing. Amen. And the stand is so appropriate. We're making a stand for the liberty that God gave us. You know, the Bible says, not the Bible, but the Constitution says that, that we've been given rights from God that no man can take. That's right. And the right to worship and the right to assemble for worship is a fundamental right Absolutely. in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And the founding fathers understood it because yes. this was a nation founded by God. Contrary to what the cancel culture is saying. And so what we're doing is making a stand for liberty. And I'm telling you, it, I'm excited for Amen. you because it took courage to do this. Amen. We got a field. <laughs> Amen? Amen. <laughs> and uh, we've got the sound, we've got the equipment, and God is doing it. And, yes, he and, is. I, and you know what? I was thinking about the fires that were started around here. It just takes one little fire to yep. catch up the whole forest on fire. That's right. But what we're starting here is a fire. Yes. We are lighting a fire in the spirit yes. that's going to yes. catch a hold. It's going to go over the state of Washington yes. and, the, and the northwest. I believe it. So yes. you know what you are? You're a fire starter. <laughs> I've known you for a long time, and you're a major fire starter. Amen. This Thank dear you. sister, mm -hmm. when we were starting our church, we'd have her for two weeks at a time, morning and night. And she literally started a fire on the inside of our hearts. Thank you so and much. And that fire has burned brighter and brighter. And uh, now we go all over the world with that fire. Amen. But it's all about, but I always have such a respect for you, Sister Debbie, and for the fire that you carry and for always the boldness and courage. Wherever you go, you're always bold. <laughs> you just say, Jesus, if you say it, I'm doing it. I don't care what men say. I don't care what the pocketbook says. I could care less about anything but just what you say, and I'm going to do it. Amen. We need more people like you, Sister Debbie. Well, thank you. And, so, and you know, I, I just want to say that last night, we're estimating we probably had 150 people here. So we had 120 yesterday morning. Uh, that's always a good number, 120. We're believing for a thousand or so to fill these 16 acres. But whether it was two or whether it's two million, God has asked us to do our part. The rest is up to him 
to stand up and make a stand in this state and this nation. And the time is now. now. And even as you said, the fire will spread. It's contagious. It takes only one life. We showed a video last night encompassing 30 years of ministry since we're celebrating 30 years. And the touch I received all those years ago has lit fires into 46 nations. What if we had a few in Washington State get touched like that? What if we had a few more in the United States of America? We will have a great awakening that cannot be stopped. That's why we're here. So come out and join us. Be set ablaze. The Northwest needs to be set ablaze, not just with natural fires, but Holy Ghost fire. In Jesus' name, come and join.